Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> The pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher, Boy Shafty. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, The Morning Roast. Oh, baby! I just wanted to hear what that sounded like off a of muscle relaxer. Oh, feel good. Feel really good. I'm felt, baby! YouTube and Twitch brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Smart choice for low auto loan rates. A super simple online application process. Carbon policy in moments. I want to give a quick shout out to as We say good morning to everybody. A special good morning to my neighbor, Alberto Santana, the son of my guy, Jose Santana. You know about Jose Santana? Oh, yeah. Ripping up tailgates left and right. But Alberto, he always swims with my daughter, helps out my daughter in the swimming pool. Very Love cool. Alberto, so shout out to him. He's on his way to school. You better crack them books, Alberto. Like Tony Soprano told AJ. Remember AJ, they were at the table. And Beto was talking about Harvard and all that stuff. And AJ goes, oh, I want to go to Harvard or Yale. Tony goes, only Harvard or Yale. You got to see us on TV. You better start cracking them books. Well, Alberto, crack the books, buddy. You, you know, Tony only spent a semester and a half at Seton Hall. <laughs> I'm deep Sick into Tony. the Sopranos, man. Oh, I, I love the Sopranos. I've watched it so many damn times. I love it. Uh, I love the Sopranos, and I love Carmen Policy, former president, vice president, president, CEO of the 49ers. Kind like a, a five-time, Yeah, no doubt about it. Five-time Super Bowl champion. We love Carmen on the show. I heard through the grapevine that he was hooked up with Mr. Ring. John Ring from the Olympic oh, no Club. Way. Yeah, Carmen's yeah, making John's a rounds around here. What's up, Carmen? Good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm sharpening my uh, my wits. I have to uh, uh, really be on top form when I show up tomorrow to you know address the Olympic Club's uh, uh, charitable group, their foundation committee, and it's a, it's always fun. Those guys are always a, a a great group, and they do a lot of great things, especially for kids and sports. And uh, it's it's going to be a fun day. And I could say stuff there I can't say here. Even. <laughs> yeah, I know you can, you can. But if you want to, we won't judge you, Carmen. All right, I got to ask you about this past Sunday because I'm 41 years old. We've gone through the heartbreaks. But I was asking everybody yesterday, you know, from your adult life, from 18 to whatever, over 18, because the last time the Niners won a championship, Shasky and I were 12 years old. Uh, we were in middle school, so it's been a while. We haven't seen the 49ers or witnessed the Niners win in our adult life here. But what was your emotions watching that title game 
down 17 at the half to the Detroit Lions because we're at the stadium, and I actually prayed on Sunday for the first time in a long time, Carmen, to say anything to get something done in that football game. What were your emotions like watching that NFC title game? Well, let me start with the week before. So when I saw what occurred, you know, with the Green Bay Packers coming in there and playing the way they did and that game going the way it went and the 49ers surviving it, I thought, okay, uh, so long as this is a situation where we shook off some rust and we're ready to go and now we're even better better positioned to take on uh, whoever's going to play us in the NFC Championship game. We've got to come out and we've got to come out quick and we've got to be effective fast. And then I'm watching what's, what's happening during the first half, and I actually thought we may fall apart even worse in this game uh, than the other. I, I didn't see a comeback at first. And uh, lo and behold, uh, of course, a half a dozen things had to happen, uh, but, but, but those things did happen, and somehow... We found a way to win. And I think back to how we always were really ready to go in the, in the playoffs. Uh, of, of our five Super Bowls uh, when I was there, I'd say three of the, um, uh, three of the, uh, the playoff seasons, we were ready to go and we had control of those games and we went into the Super Bowl looking like um, the, the best team and the team most ready to take it on. Uh, and, and this year, you know, here, here we're struggling to survive. But we did survive. So, so uh, I, I, you know, I think something's happening. And now, cut me off. Don't let me, don't let me ramble too much. No, here because, you're rolling. Yeah, well, I, as, I, as I start looking at it, I, I start thinking to myself, all these wise guys, are picking Kansas City, and I understand why they're picking Kansas City. If you look at it, all the uh, you know all the history for the past four or five Super Bowls, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes being the magician, and so forth and so on. Uh, nothing seems quite right with the 49ers in terms of uh, historical approaches to the to the Super Bowl. Um, you're you're looking at Kansas City all of a sudden they not only have Mahomes uh, the, the fellow who beat us uh, what was it 4 years ago uh, they yep. they now have a defense. Yep. And they now somehow have a running game too and and, and it just doesn't make any sense but I have to tell you and there's no justification for what I'm going to say. There's no logic. There's no intelligence. I should be booed off the, off the, off the radio, okay? But things are happening with these Niners, with this quarterback that you picked out of the you know the, the practice squad almost, and and that you're you're dealing with uh, on a week after week basis, and and then that catch by Ayuk. Which I which I call the ladybug catch. Uh, I I don't see how the 49ers can lose. I swear to you, the, the something's hanging on to their shoulders. Mm. And of course, if you grew up where I did, ladybugs were really respected. I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever, you know, when you saw a ladybug on your on your jacket, you don't dare crush it or no, you don't no. even flick it. You may give it a little blow, but you know, it, it, they were respected bugs. 
so I, I just don't see how you can beat the light ladybug effect on this game. I, uh, I, I think we're going all the way. Let's go, Carmen. I, I like to hear that. You know, Carmen, you know, everybody wants to compare and contrast whether it's Belichick, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan to Bill Walsh, right? Because Bill's one of the gold standards. How did he evolve over the years? Uh, because I'm sure he wasn't the same coach that he was at the beginning um, in 79 that he was, let's say, in 85 or in 88. Because um, I'm looking at Shanahan, and I'm, I'm seeing an evolution from Kyle Shanahan. Um, have you noticed those same differences in Kyle Shanahan? I don't feel like he's the same guy from 2019, that first Super Bowl run. Well, he, no, he, no, he is not the same guy, and he has evolved. But I, I think Kyle Shanahan... Is is more like his father uh, than like Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh was so bright, and he was he w- he was so ahead of his time, and he was he was marvelous to, to watch and, and observe. But the lo- the longer he stayed, uh, uh, you know, in the position he had, where he had to manage and maintain a dynasty, the more it tormented him. And, and, and the more it ate away at him, and he just, instead of reveling in who he was and what he did and how he did it and the people that were around him that he developed as well as the history in the NFL, he, he was allowing that pressure to, to, to take away any joy, to take away any sense of accomplishment, to, to almost make it like, God, it's hard to get up in the morning. You know, and uh, I, I don't see that at all uh, on Kyle Shanahan, and I never saw anything similar to that with Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan was all about, oh, this is great. Come on, let's go. Uh, if we can win, uh, I could do this for 50 years, you know, that kind of thing. And um, I, think, I, think, I think that uh, Kyle, is, is, he fell very close to the tree. Uh, and uh, and I, I'm, uh, if anything, he's going to get better and better. Yeah. Uh, that's how I feel. Uh, and I think that that's another factor, um, uh, you know, not not taking away from the ladybug effect. Mm-hmm. I think that's another factor that's going to make a difference. The Kyle Shanahan that's going to be coaching in the Super Bowl this year is different than the Kyle Shanahan who coached four years ago. Yeah, I feel like he's more aggressive with his play calling, and he trusts his quarterback, which he may have not done in 2019. We're talking to Carbon Policy, the former vice president, president, and CEO of the 49ers from 81 and 97. Of course, he has five Super Bowl rings, helping the Niners dominate the NFL for a 15, 16-year span. Uh, what is this two-week lead-up to the Super Bowl like as a football team? What is it like? You get the bye week, you're prepping, and then you get down to the Super Bowl, or is this going to be distractions at every turn? What is this two-week lead-up lead up like for the players and the coaches and the front office? Well, first of all, it's great. It's great in many ways. You, uh, you're going to the Super Bowl, and it's really great when your team is healthy. And I'm assuming that Debo is is going to be oh, yeah. in, in fine form by the time you know he takes the field uh, on the 11th. He catches 89 yards on Sunday, Carbon. I think Debo's just yeah. fine. Yeah, I, he's good. And so when you you're turning around and you're looking at all the great names that you're that's on your team, and all all those great names also happen to be healthy. I mean, think about that. That's that. First of all, that's a plus. Secondly. It's all there now. Everything you work for, everything that you've, you've, you've trained for, it's all come together giving you the opportunity in this last game to prove that you're the absolute very best. 
and you're going to be part of a, of a situation no one ever can take away from you. And uh, and it changes your life. It, it truly does change your life in so many ways. And uh, and they can have a little fun with it. And they could this this first week. The next week is craziness. And I think it was so brilliant to keep the teams out there by, by Lake Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's a schlep getting from there down to the strip. Uh, and, and then they, they don't, I don't think they're, I don't think the players, even the players who aren't playing are even permitted in the casinos, if I'm not mistaken, let alone they can't gamble. And you don't want them in the casinos either because you don't want them out, uh, out late and, you know, the shows, uh, and, and that sort of lifestyle. You, you just, you just want them paying attention to this big game. One of the biggest games of their lives. Uh, and I, I, I think that, um, uh, next week will be will be fine as well, but then the pressure really starts growing when Wednesday hits, yeah. and you realize, uh oh, here we are. I mean, uh, when we were down and you know Eddie Eddie DeBarlo just you know he tried to make it he tried to make it a, a grand grand experience for everybody <laughs> and the players. There was no limit to what the only limit the only two limits we put were on a Dion. Deion Sanders, because, you know, he said, he would call, he'd say, Mr. D, I got some family coming to town. I may need some tickets for parties and, and, and maybe even a couple for the game and so forth and so on. And then he said, fine, just call Carmen. He'll take care of it. So, and so he called me. He says, you know, yeah, yeah, I have family. What do you need, Dion? He says, well, you know, I got about 50 members of my family coming and I said, what? He said, yeah, and, and, you know, they're bringing somebody. So could I get 100 tickets to the Super Bowl, please? I said, how about, how about dinner reservations for 12 uh, <laughs> at the restaurant of your choice? And maybe a few party tickets, but, I, you know, it, it was just, uh, it, 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 was a, it was at one point, you know, fun. And, and we allowed them to have fun. As a matter of fact, do you mind if I digress for a second? Keep going. It, it became a point of contention uh, with Jerry Rice. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? And, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I respect yeah. Jerry for this, but we were trying to keep everybody loose, too. You know, we said, well, we'll tighten things down. Uh, you know, George Seaford, Mike Shannon, we, you know, we, we've talked about how we were going to do it. We'll tighten things down maybe around Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest and get everybody back to focus, but we don't want to be too uptight and so forth. And Jerry, uh, who had been to other Super Bowls, of course, just was feeling that things were not tight enough and that we, we weren't focused enough. And Jerry Jerry kind of expressed himself rather, uh, I'll say, <laughs> aggressively. <laughs> and it created a little bit of a stir between him and Dion. But ultimately, you know, it it all came together, and those guys were all on the same page, and it, and, it, and it worked famously well. You know, Carmen, I'm I'm sure that you keep in contact with all of the what I call like the the luminaries, the pillars of the organization: Joe, Steve, Eddie. I'm sure. Um, maybe you're still talking to Mike Shanahan himself. Other great players from this team. If there was a group text message or some way to summarize what everyone's saying about Brock Purdy, like all the old school guys, like what are they saying about this guy Brock Purdy? Because I'm watching this kid, and I don't care what the other people are saying outside. I'm just watching him, and I'm like, I, I can't believe he's doing what he's doing in these moments. And it's just, um, 
It's special, what we're watching right now. What are you guys saying? Well, okay, without attributing anything to anyone particularly, okay? No names connected to this. Agreed? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Agreed. They like the guy. I'm telling you. And, and they'll say things like, uh, you know, when he, was, when he ran the ball uh, last weekend and basically was one of the major, major reasons that the, 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 the Niners were in a position to ultimately win that game, those three scrambles and uh, first downs and, and putting the team in the position he did and so forth and so on. They said he kind of reminded you of Joe when Joe would scramble. It wasn't pretty, but boy, was it effective. And, you know, they'd say things like that. And there's this constant uh, 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 referral back to Joe. Now, keep in mind, Joe's on a pedestal, okay? Uh, I mean, we're talking, we're not talking about them saying he's the next Joe. We're talking about them saying they see similarities, similarities in his style of play and some of his qualities that they saw in Joe. And they like it. And they feel comfortable with it. And they think he's capable of, of taking this team and taking it to a position of, uh, of being a championship team. Uh, and, and, and they like him. I think I, some of them said they, they would have liked someone like that in the locker room. And there is some, some, some strange resemblances from a personality standpoint even with Joe, although Joe is exceedingly, exceedingly uh, competitive. But the, the guys just bonded with them, and, and they wanted to be part of, part of whatever Joe was doing. And, and he was like uh, the good kid who had a, a, a kind of a, uh, you know, not a bad boy attitude, but an attitude that was a, you know, a little on the edge, and 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 that, and, and he even brought that to his style of play. Uh, they're all in on on Purdy. They yeah, they yeah. they think we got a quarterback that can win all this for us. Now, and I'll, let's take it one step further. <laughs> they're also feeling pretty good about the coach. They're also feeling pretty good uh, uh, about some of those stars on that team. You know, the that running uh, back. And, and, <laughs> oh my God, he justice. And, and don't you love him? He's the best. I mean, I, mean, I, I watch him and I listen to him and I hear the stuff he says. And you know, when he says it, you know he means it. And uh, he's just uh, he's just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful asset. And and then the defense. Uh, and God, we should win this game. We should win this game. I'm telling you. Yeah. And and it's and it's going back to you know those indefinable elements. Uh, oh, forgive me, guys, but I got to say it, the ladybug effect. It, it just <laughs> you you just have to you just have to believe sometimes that there's there's there, there, there there's a there's a an element of power and an element of almost fate. That, that that opens the door for teams sometime during the course of their existence. And and I think the same element of power and fate have gotten in the way of the 49ers in the past. Take and, me into the... Oh, I'm sorry, Carmen. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was going to say, take me into the, the owner suite. Like Jed York, this is now his third Super Bowl appearance um, as part of the, you know, the front man, if you will, for the team. It, it, I, I'm sure you were sitting there next to Eddie as he was losing his mind during games at times and whatnot. We look at this as a failure or a success if you win it all. Like, take me through the owner's lens as he's watching these last couple of games and then winning at the end there. 
Well, uh, I think the best way I can do that, uh, if you have the time, is for me to tell you what was happening at the end of our, our, our of Bill Walsh's last Super Bowl, when we're in Miami and uh, Cincinnati's winning uh, uh, by uh, three points, and there's, uh, I think, uh, two minutes and two seconds left or something like that, and we have the ball on our eight-yard line. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right, so I'm walking down to the locker room with Eddie, and uh, we're going to the locker room, and we're going to greet the team, and my whole approach is, you know, okay, Ed, uh, you got to get yourself ready. Uh, you've got to get yourself ready for that press that's going to be all over you and uh, they, they, they know how passionate you are and how, how, how losses affect you and you've got to handle this with the, with the world watching. You've got to handle this in a way that, uh, that, that shows um, some grace and shows patience and shows the future's still ahead of us and so forth and so on because you know there's a good chance we could lose this game. And he said, something very nasty to me at that point uh and uh, after he said to, for, for me to go and do something to myself uh he uh, suggested that i stay on the field and watch the game he's going to the locker room he doesn't want to see me till the game call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Game's over, okay? <laughs> he didn't want to hear it. Just didn't want to hear it. Then we, John Taylor, God bless him, we, we pull that game out with him and Joe, and uh, and I walk in there, and he grabs me and hugs me, and he says, I, I told you you didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's just, it, 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 and another time, we, we were bouncing around in the stadium, moving from uh, the owner's suite because it's too crowded, Finding ourselves in, um, in, in the coach's box, we couldn't go to the press box because that was too crowded. It's, it was one nerve-wracking second after another, and uh, even when we were ahead, it was that way. And um, it, it's it's it, but but uh, I mean, you know for sure you're alive. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I think that uh, you know we have to understand how hard it is 
to get to the Super Bowl. And I think the Jed and the 49ers getting there three times, that, that's quite a remarkable feat when you really analyze it. And uh, uh, look, you know, I mean, look, look at Detroit. You had to feel good for Detroit getting to where they got. Uh, but but I I think again I'm going to say it one more time this is this is the game this is the year this is this is the moment in time where it all pays off for the Niners I think and they break the drought they break the they Super break. Bowl drought that's yes, what sir. we want will you be in Vegas Carmen for this game will Eddie DeBartolo Senior be attending this football game we got to run here but quickly will you be there no. will Eddie D be there no and I I talked to Eddie no but I think Eddie's a uh, uh, grandson and maybe some of the family are going to go, but what? Eddie's not going to go. He and I, he's going to stay at his, he's he's going to stay at his ranch in Montana, in Montana, I believe. And Why? We need Eddie D home. here. We need him here, I Carmen. Know. He needs to I come try. out. He needs to I hand know. that Vince Lombardi trophy to Jed and Kyle Shanahan. Well, we need Eddie D pretty, in Vegas. Come on, Carmen. Be, Work be, your magic. Pretty cool. Work through your magic. The I'm going to stay home saying. and drink Casa Piano wine and, <laughs> and, 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 and hopefully see what I'm predicting. I love uh, it. But, but I, you know what? It, Joe being on the stage at the NFC Conference Championship cool. game was pretty cool. Yeah. I have to tell you. Uh, they had a little mix-up there with, uh, with Michael Strahan, but but uh, but it was darn cool seeing him up there on the stage like that. No yeah. doubt. Carmen Policy. Yeah, awesome talking to you, as always. We wish you were going to Vegas, you alongside ADD, but good stuff there. Cover Policy, courtesy of the Boxer and Girls and Guest Line. Have fun at the Oak Club tomorrow. Always great to talk to you, Carmen. Take care. Thank you, gentlemen. I love you guys. Take Thank care. You, Carmen. Love you too, man. Love you Great too. Man. Carmen Policy here on the Morning Rose. Of course, on the Boxer and Girls and Guest Line. What's coming up in the game? Brought to you by Fremont Bank Full Service. Bank, you know, compromises Bill Romanowski. But first, one lucky person will be qualified to have eggs and toast with the roast. We'll reveal the question on the other side. <laughs> this is an easy one. This question is easy. Be the first to answer the question correctly. That's coming up. Brought to you by Free My Bank Full Service Banking. No compromises. Vontae and Shasky. This is the first of the month. Boy, bills are here. Bills are here. Thanks. <laughs> Sounded like a man who's got his. Direct deposit already spent before it's even hit there. I'm waiting for it. Is hit it payday account. tomorrow? Payday is tomorrow. Without Bill Romanowski. And before we get to Bill, I want to let everybody know, if you want to have eggs and toast with the roast, you have to answer this question correctly right now. 415-523-4652. 415-523-4652. The question is, Radio Bonte hosts the morning roast, but TV Bonte hosts the pre- and post-game show for which local NBA? But TV, Bonte. Hosts a pre- and post-game show for a local Bay Area team. Professional. I don't know! It could be college. Might be the Cal Bears. I know this. It's very easy. Proposi- Proposition Chicken's going to be coming into the studio next Friday. They're bringing us... Breakfast, and I'm looking at this signature breakfast sandwich. I mean, my God, I don't even know which one I want. Well, I, I don't Barbecue, know if you want to read it right or now. Buttermilk Ranch. Oh. I don't know if you want to read that right now because Bill Romanowski has always been on a strict diet. Hey, Bill, good morning to you. How, how do you feel about it? We love our food here. We love our food as we talk to Romo on the boxing Fried grocery chicken. guest line. Your thoughts? Fried chicken, buttermilk ranch. Are you into that? You're on League One shakes, right? You know what? 
Uh, fried chicken is probably not the best diet <laughs> food you guys should eat. But, uh, hey, every once in a while, you need to treat yourself. How, what is your cheat meal, Romo? Because yeah, you don't cheat it? a lot. You're, yeah. you're still rocked up. I don't think you have an ounce of body fat. What is your cheat meal, though, if you do get out of your lane? Here is my cheat meal. It's pizza with gluten-free crust, or what I do is I just take the cheese off and the toppings, and I don't eat the crust. So that's my cheat meal. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, because I, I go kind of a, a keto slash plant-based. I eat a lot of salads, a lot of vegetables, and, you know, I eat meat and, you know, pretty high fat content, but very low sugar. So now I got to transition to the game. There's no easy way after you explain your <laughs> diet because it's making me feel very fat. <laughs> Those workouts that we're doing, it's worth nothing, Robo, because so, we're eating all the raw things. <laughs> that that Lions-Niner game. You're watching it, and so much is made about this quarterback, Brock Purdy. What was what was Bill Romanowski thinking watching that guy run around there in that in that third and fourth quarter? You know what? Um, they were a team that were not going to be denied, hmm. and they came out in the second half, and they said, "Okay, we played the worst first half of our lives, and now we got 30 minutes." to get to the Super Bowl. And a group of men came together and friggin' we're not gonna be denied. And that's what they did. And it was, you know, pretty amazing comeback. The way that game turned, you know, they're, hey, let's just call it what it is. Their coach is a dumbass for what he did. So they, you know, they basically, you know, got thrown a bone by their head coach in going for it on fourth down. So, hey, um, you know, the ball was bouncing their way in the second half, and, you know, the Detroit Lions were also throwing them bones. So, uh, so it you was didn't like phenomenal. You didn't like the fourth and two of the first one when they were up 24 to 10, huh? Even though the kicker no. had only made 40, 45% of his kicks from 47 out, and that's what they do. You did not agree with Dan Campbell. You thought he got over, you thought he got uh, in over his head, huh? Absolutely. You take points and you move on. Because think about, and then the last one they went for. That was silly. You know, yeah, of course it was. But on top of that, not only was it silly, because let's say they got the first down, they still had to go, let's just say, another 30 yards right. to put it in the end zone. It, it was, I'm, I'm watching the game and I'm like, that's the dumbest move I've ever seen in my life. This guy is giving the game away. Wow. And that's what he did. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Bill, you played in five Super Bowls, right? Yes. Okay. What was the biggest adjustment you made from the first Super Bowl you played in to the second one? Because a lot of guys on both teams obviously played each other um, in 2019, but the Chiefs have a lot of young guys that played last year in the Super Bowl. The Niners have a bunch of guys that played in that 2019 Super Bowl. So what's the biggest thing you did differently from the first to the second Super Bowl? You know what? At the end of the day, both 
teams know each other inside and out. You know, when you line up, you know what play they're going to run. You know, um, when um, when Mahomes, you know, lines up, whether he's in shotgun or over the center, he knows the defense. Guys, it's about the players executing. The guys got to make plays. And, you know, the best teams have their best players show up in the big games. And that's what it's about. They are, you know, it's, they're, it's a different game. It's, it's different players. You know, they don't have to deal with Tyreek Hill, which is, is a bit, is a big one. But at the end of the day, you know, whose players are ready to play that day? And it's every guy. Because you never know when you're going to get your chance to make a big play. Bill Romanowski here on the Morning Roast on 95.7 in game, courtesy of the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Now, last time we had you on, it was before the Philadelphia game. And you told us, and whether or not we believed you, you said Philadelphia was soft. I feel soft. like they're a little bit soft. That was what you said. And you know what? You were right because they wilted down the stretch, and it was due to the Niners taking their souls back on December 3rd. However, this Chiefs yep. team, I'm not sure they're that soft. That defense is flying around hitting people to go to Baltimore in that environment and out hit the Ravens to confuse them and shut down their running game. It's going to be a hard-hitting football game, Romo. It is going to be a hard-hitting football game, but at the end of the day, I believe Mahomes is a crybaby. Mm-hmm. And and yes he's yes he's talented, but he is a big ass crybaby, and he drives me crazy. And I think we're gonna out hit him. I think we're gonna be more physical than them, and that's gonna be the difference in this football game. Well, why do you say he's a crybaby? I'm just curious. Is is because the complaint to the officials? Oh yeah, yeah. It drives me crazy. You know, play the game. Okay, stop whining to the officials. That stuff drives me crazy. Wow. You know? Wow. So, you, so you're so you much more of a Brock Purdy fan who just goes out there and does his thing. Speak about Brock Purdy because these playoff games have not been easy. But the name of the game is to survive in advance. And that's what the 49ers have done. And with fourth quarter heroics for Brock Purdy, give us your assessment of his play in the second half against Detroit and Green Bay. <laughs> well... That's where he came alive. And what we got to have in the Super Bowl is we got to have four quarters. Yep. We can't, we can't have two quarters anymore. They got by those two football teams, but they're not going to get by the Kansas City Chiefs playing a great second half. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. They need four quarters of 49er football where they are dominating and taking it to them. And it's going to be physical. We have to be more. Hey, they're, yes, they're a physical team. We got to be more physical, mm-hmm. more dominant. We got to, you know, I, I want to see. I want to see big hits all over this field. I want to see Travis Kelsey being laid out, <laughs> taken off on a stretcher, and let let uh, you know let his girlfriend you know visit him in the hospital. While we're raising up the Super Bowl trophy and we're Super Bowl champs. Robo, do you know a Taylor Swift song? 
No, not one. Not one. <laughs> uh, how would you get under his skin if you were playing it at? Oh, uh, you know, I, I would. I I couldn't say it on, <laughs> on on the radio right now, but I would. I would be in his ear about about. A lot of things about <laughs> Taylor Swift. As a as a, a guy who played with his father, uh, Ed McCaffrey, right. and you played linebacker, so you were going head up with all these running backs. What's the thing that pops the most for you when you watch Christian McCaffrey play? Because I think he's he's as good as I've ever seen. He's you know truly the best running back in the NFL. It's because you know he's got the ability. To break away, he's got the ability to make people miss. Uh, he's tough. He catches the ball as well as any receiver in the National Football League. So the guy probably could play receiver on every play. Um, you know, he truly was the missing link yep. to the Niners, really elevating and taking their game to another level. And, you know, to me, he's the difference maker. And, yeah, you, you know, you could say the same about Purdy, but Christian McCaffrey is, to me, the 49ers MVP. Mm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm in lockstep with you. He's already the offensive player of the year, but I think the difference. Romar, I wrote down some numbers for McCaffrey. Since he's joined the 49ers in 27 games, he's ran for over 2,200 yards. He's got over another 1,000 yards in the pass game, and you mentioned his physicality running between the tackles. He has been the missing element of this football team, and he pairs well with Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's 50-50 going into the NFC title game. Jerry Rice joined us last week. He said Debo's playing. And you hear that from Jerry. I'm like, okay, he's playing. And boy, did he play well. Eight catches, 89 yards. And when you talk about setting the physical tone, this guy's got a shoulder injury, and he's still going head up with Detroit Lions on the sideline. It's like, Debo, get out of bounds. But I think it's that type of toughness that resonates with this football team and why they play like that with George Kittle and, of course, Debo Samuel. You know what? Our, our, our receivers and our running backs at the Broncos, they used to have to pay a fine if they ran out of bounds. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I love that. You know, but you know what the fine was? It was a dollar. <laughs> but, it, but, but it was the fact that they had to show up on Monday when they watched the game film, and every time, you know, they ran out of bounds, they had to pull a dollar out of their pocket and put and in front of the other guys they had in front of the offense they had to walk up and put it in the dollar jar wow so you must love the way yeah. Debo runs the football then when he catches oh my it. god absolutely <laughs> you know you know it's it's just a mindset guy at the end of the day it's a mindset that you're going to be more physical, you're going to be more dominant, and there's a lot of pretty boy receivers out there. <laughs> the 49ers don't have pretty boy receivers. We don't have a pretty boy running back, and we don't have a pretty boy quarterback. we got tough SOBs that just go out there and friggin' grind, perform, and perform at the highest level. It's awesome. Well, Romo, 
I think I need you on this defense because I don't see enough boar hunters on this defense. Nick Bosa was a man amongst men last week, but that was about it. What the hell is going on with Chase Young? What's going on with this pass rush? Detroit was running the ball down their throats up to that first fourth down. They were averaging seven yards a pop. It was driving me crazy here. So we need some more boar hunters on this defense, Romo. I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling too confident with the way they're playing right now. Oh well, guess what? They're gonna get they're gonna get a big dose of the running game with the Chiefs. So you know that's one thing that's got to be fixed. You know, yeah, they absolutely have to be bore hunters, but a lot of times they're playing seven man front football so they can you know stop the pass. You know, I, I love seeing put an extra guy in the in the box once in a while because I think the Chiefs think the way they can beat the 49ers is they have to run the football. And if they if they can stop the run against the Chiefs, they will win. If they make it a one-dimensional game and they force Mahomes to throw the football, we've got you know, we've got the pass rush and we've got we got the guys that can cover their receivers. Hey, tr- you know, Kelsey's going to be an issue, but you know, what I want to see them do is really knock Kelsey around. You're going to have to double team him, single up everybody else, and then let those defensive linemen, they got to eat. They got to eat big in the Super Bowl. So get ready. It's it's one of those days where they just got to keep eating all game long. Bill, last one here. Do you still keep in contact with Mike Shanahan? Um, well, last time I saw him, I texted him. I texted him a couple months ago when I was at the 49er game and he wasn't there. And then I saw him at our reunion for the Denver Broncos, the Super Bowl reunion we had. So, you know, spent. You know, a good bit of time with him in the box, talking with him. So, uh, I mean, I just know how me and my dad are, and, like, anything I do, he's got critiques, he's got suggestions. I mean, and I didn't even follow the same professional path as Kyle did to his dad, you know? Like, Mike's pretty involved, huh? Like, he's he's keeping a line of communication with Kyle. They have to be, right? If, if I would basically put it this way. I bet he's watching all the meetings. Yep. I I bet he has has been scouting Kansas City since they won that game. I bet he started that night scouting them. And you know, you've got Mike Shanahan helping out his son in I would say everything they're going to do against the Kansas City Chiefs. And questioning, I bet they go back and forth with one another. Hey, you know, Mike's a brilliant offensive mind. He's won, you know, two Super Bowls as a head coach and a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator uh, with the 49ers. So why would you not, you know? Yeah. So how nice is it to have someone like that to bounce off? 
ideas and strategy on what it's going to take to win the biggest game there is. No, you're, you're spot on, Roma. I just saw a video recently of Mike Shanahan and his lovely wife sitting there with Mike Tirico, and I see Shanahan in the box, Mike Shanahan in the box all the time, and he mentioned how he gets all the practice tape, he gets all the meeting tape, he watches practice, he takes his notes, and he just preps himself in case Kyle asks him on it. That's a great point, Robo. There's no doubt he's using Mike here. Uh, last, Lastly here, are you going to be in Vegas for the Super Bowl? You're a four-time Super Bowl champion. Like, I oh, think yeah. people forget yeah. that. You're going to be out there in Vegas, Robo? Abs- absolutely. For this game, too? Oh yeah! Oh wow! Wow! See, we yeah. I, I no, I don't have the Niners honored you in any way because you were a classic 49er. I think people forget that. I, I got a Raider fan on the board, Joe Spadoni. We got love for the Raiders, but a lot of people know you from the Raiders and the Broncos. I think people forget you were a Niner during the heyday. Oh yeah! Have they have they ever honored you, Romo, or brought you back to Levi Stadium? Uh, you know, I've been I've been back and been honored, but it's more been honored more with the group and the great teams right. you know what i learned when i got there is i learned how to be a pro mm-hmm. and i learned how to i learned how to win and what it takes to win and the the greatest gift i ever got from the niners was that and then you know two super bowl rings is pretty damn special no doubt. And i was I was around some of the greatest players to ever play the game, and it was an incredible ride. If you see all the great players that you've played against, and they're all at the the Vegas uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, and you're all on the field, who's the guy in your mind you'd like to stick the hardest? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know know what? I always... All the quarterbacks... You know, from Troy Aikman, you know, to Dan Marino, to Brett Favre, that I was able to, you know, sack or hit in my career. Yeah. But there's probably one guy. Well, you know what? There's there's too many out there. <laughs> there's there's not one that stands. You were gonna out. give us a name, Tom Brady. Huh? The name was Tom Brady. Well. There was a receiver that played for the 49ers, and I'm sure you guys could guess who it is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Number 81. Number 81. You wanted to stick T.L. <laughs> Terrell Owens. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> there's, there's nobody on this planet that I would rather stick really hard than him. Why T.L.? You know what? But, but you know what? I say that with respect okay. because, yeah, you know, the the antics and the different things like that. But at the end of the day, he was a damn good football player. Yep. And he was and he was tough and he competed and he was a badass. So I say that with respect, but all the other antics are probably, you know, Definitely tie into why I would want to hit him really hard. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would that Super Bowl speech be like for you, Robo? The Niners are getting ready to play this game, and we haven't won the Super Bowl out here since '94 '95. What would your speech to the team be before they walked on that field at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas? You, you know what I, you, you know what I would, I, I would probably put it this way. You know, and I and I don't think it's got to be that much because they're fired up already. You know, right? But it's it, you know we are fist going into a fight. 
that's what we are. Every finger clenched so tight. And when we deliver blows, we do damage. And let's do that for 60 minutes and go out and raise that Super Bowl trophy when we're done. You know, that's that's how I would do it. I love you. You're the best. <laughs> Robo, you, Robo, you had everybody jacked up for Philadelphia. We need to, we may need to get you back on next week just for another hype uh, on Friday. But I'm fired up. Shasky's fired up. Thanks it sounds like you're us. fired up. And we always appreciate your time, Robo. You're a Super Bowl champion and a damn good linebacker, man. I think people forget about it, man. You are as intense as they come every single Sunday, Monday, or Thursday or Saturday, Romo. Thanks for the time, man. We'll see you in Vegas. You got it. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Bill Romanowski here on the Morning Rose on 95 7 game, courtesy of the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Boy, Romo, he's got, I wish this game was on Sunday now. I swear to God, I wish this game was on Sunday now. I Did thought we have to go JJ Stokes. Yeah, no, I knew he said T.O. because, you know, he's not going to go to, he's smarter than that. Uh, <laughs> one guy. One guy, T.O. I had uh, to press him on that one. Hey, well, well, listen, man. I, 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 I really want to see him walk up to the old legends. You know, they're all lined up and Romo just spearing old dudes that he's trying I, to take out. I. <sighs> I don't know why we blew Romo so early in the week. We blew our wide with that one. No, 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 no. We can bring him back. We can reload that next week. Reload that clip. Just replay the interview. As we get cranked up closer <laughs> to the Super Bowl, that man's only going to get himself more fired up. <laughs> My favorite is me and Covey had him on one night, and this was after Antonio Brown froze his feet off, and he was oh, dead. Yeah. He was dead serious that he wanted to have Antonio come stay with him in the cryogenic chamber, yep. and that he was going to help fix his feet. He was dead serious. Oh, we've had him on. We had him on the day after Miles Garrett swung his helmet at Mason <laughs> oh Rudolph, and it was Guru and I. What did he say? Oh my gosh, it was it I've was done worse. This one, no, he goes. He brought up the JJ Stokes situation. I'm soliciting. Remember that, Spadol? Yep. And, and he, he goes. Say? He said he had to stand up when he got to the Raiders and the Broncos and apologize to his team and stand up in front of everybody. He said it was the most nerve wracking thing he had to do, and he had to apologize for that. He drops some curse words, and he goes, he drops them, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I say, Romo, you're good. Just keep rolling, man. Keep rolling. <laughs> Just keep going. I mean, I don't know how many interviews I've done with Romo. He's On radio, <laughs> we'll dump it. YouTube, it's live. So he used to do the football hour, a low deal, the voice of the 49ers, or Romo. And Romo one time said, I swear to God, I, I can't make this up. He goes, you know, one day, it was a game against Arizona, Veteran Stadium. He was a Philadelphia Eagle. And he said he said he felt he crossed the line because <laughs> he stomped on Larry Sitter's head like seven times. Uh, that I was, was like, what? <laughs> I mean, Guy Romo is unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> you imagine me playing in this era? I love when he called he called Mahomes a crybaby. Yeah, I, I that will get clipped. That will get clipped. But love it. Go ahead. What, what do you got? I'll say we we pulled it. If you guys want to replay it, oh well, play replay it. it. Play it. Sorry, I put Spadoni oh. on the spot there. Oh, yeah, you put us all on the spot. That defense is flying around hitting people. <laughs> to go to Baltimore in that environment and out hit the Ravens to confuse them and shut down their running game, it's going to be a hard-hitting football game, Romo. It is going to be a hard-hitting football game, but at the end of the day, I believe Mahomes is a crybaby. And yes, he's, yes, he's talented, 
but he is a big ass crybaby and oh. he drives me crazy and I think we're going to out hit him. I think we're going to be more physical than them <laughs> and that's going to be the difference in this football game. Why do you say he's a crybaby? I'm just curious. Is is because they complain to the officials? Oh yeah. Yeah, it drives me crazy. You know, play the game. Okay, stop whining to the officials. That stuff drives me crazy. Could you imagine Romo trying to, like, do TV announcing for an NBA game? The amount of crying to the officials. Oh, he probably doesn't watch the NBA because of that reason alone. I'm so proud of him. The Raider came out of him there. He hates the Chiefs. He still. hates oh, the Chiefs. I love yeah. it. When he starts talking about hitting quarterbacks, he's, like, bringing up Tamarino <laughs> and Brady Aikman. and Aikman. I'm like, man, Romo goes back. Think about his – he played, like, 15 years. Well, he went late 80s, 88, yep. I believe he was 88. drafted. Or 87. 88, 88. 88, he was drafted. And then, yeah, played until the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in the era where men were men. Yes. Not that pe- men aren't men now, but I mean, it was just a different era. Did you ever see the hit he laid on Kerry Collins in the preseason? Yes. He broke his jaw off the edge. It was a clean hit. In the preseason. In the preseason. I'm going to break somebody's f- jaw. I mean, Xavier McDaniels, we need a round table. That's if, what if it we, is. Yeah, if we had an in, all-time round right. table tough guy discussion. Xavier McDaniels. Uh-huh. I'm going to break somebody's f- I got Nolan Ryan on there somewhere. Okay, you want to bring in Nolan Ryan? Well, I got Robo to my left, and I got Xavier McDaniel to my right. You can pick whoever else. I mean, I go Ron Artest. Ron oh Artest is in. Well, he's more like, yeah, yeah. Did it's Rodman? No, no. Rodman's not on that level. Draymond? Draymond. 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 Absolutely incredible. Draymond saying that Kawhi Leonard stole a defensive player of the year from him was one of the funniest parts of his second podcast that he's released. I love that the – just for a second. We haven't talked about it. Just a minute. Okay. Him being surprised that he's left off the Dream Team or the USA team. He said that on the podcast. He well, was surprised. I mean, it's like, why is anyone surprised? <laughs> yeah. we, 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 want, we want relations with the rest of the countries to be good. He's out here choking France out. Like, what, what are we it's doing? slapping Bosnia. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on. That's where's a great Nurkic? point. Like, right? He is Mr. Worldwide. It's I mean, not Pitbull. Where's Nurkic from? He's going to be Mr. World War III if you're not careful. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. He's already got two gold medals. He wanted that third. He wanted to be in Paris. I mean, Grant Hill was like, yeah, you know, it's just for team unity and stuff. It's oh, probably best my gosh. What is it, the Isaiah Thomas meme? I met the criteria <laughs> to be selected, <laughs> but I wasn't. Uh, uh, That's so true. Uh, so... Draymond is in here, McDaniel, Romo. And my coach is coaching the Dream Team. <laughs> oh, Snoke. Oh, uh, man, I am out here crying, man. Uh, Romo, Romo is an all-time – I swear, he won interview of the year on the Jim Rome show two years in a row. I think he's like the only guy to do it. No, his interviews are epic. And he starts talking boar hunters. If I said guys you would least want to get hit, hit from in their prime, he's the guy, right? Oh, he's one of yes, him, Pat Swilling, uh, Steve Atwater, uh, Levar Kirkland, Ray Lewis, uh, Kevin Vaughn Green. Kirkland. Now that's a name I haven't. That you're Greg so Lloyd. right about that. Craig Lloyd, Craig Lloyd was Green. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of dudes I could name who I don't. Aeneas Williams was a quiet hitter. Yeah, Pat no, Tillman, rest quiet. in peace. Was not quiet. Pat Tillman, rest in peace. He was a hitter. I mean, Atwater. Yeah, I said Atwater. Yeah, Atwater was I a hitter. That. Sorry, I was no, laughing. No, but Sam, Brian Dawkins. Who Brian Brian da- Dawkins, oh, absolutely. Dude, you ever watch a Brian Dawkins NFL film? So One of the best. Late night. This is, gosh, this is early 2000s. Right out of high school, actually. 
Will and Danny O'Hara stayed on Ninth and Gary next to the Shell Station. We're at his house, Big Dog City, and we were playing this Brian Dawkins interview. I'll never forget it. And it's just like highlight package of Brian Dawkins, and he's running out of tunnel all mad, and he's in the huddle, you know, where everybody's breaking it down, yeah. and Fred Waters, hey, we got to have it, we got to. Brian Dawkins goes, I want to see snot bubbles. <laughs> and it's like yelling, and it just drops, I want to see snot bubbles. He would and hit people like, and just do yeah, the fist? It's like, damn, how hard do you got to hit somebody to see snot bubbles, dude? Uh, but I know the young people probably don't remember it. Dante. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.